Hello and welcome to another episode of the Modern Musclehead Podcast. This is Scott Tuzana of MetabolicMasterpiece.com and as always joined by my co-host Brian Cron of BrianCron.com. Today we are going to be talking about <laughs> stupid, <laughs> being freaking stupid, <laughs> making the same mistakes over and over again and... Um, also going to talk a bit about uh, nutrition, uh, Brian's thoughts on going vegetarian, and as always, we're going to start off just uh, talking about what our week has been like, what our current training has been like, and just how things are going. So Brian, what's up, my man? What is new with you? Uh, what's your training been like this week? Hey, man, I'm doing well. Uh, training has been training has been really, really good. Um I just I just marvel at how good higher volume lower weight training makes me feel. I just you know I move better, I feel better, I, I not, nothing aches. It's uh, and yeah, I just seem to almost seem to blow up on it. It's just uh, it's such a nice such a nice change. So in that respect, I'm feeling really good. And the it probably has part to do with the weather. It's like. This Canadian winter, man, it's it, it's been milder than New York City, so I'm 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 loving this. I'm I feel like I'm catching a major break here. So things are good in that respect. Yeah, it's been interesting. That I, th- I thought they were telling us that this was supposed to be uh, colder and snowier than last year, which was just brutal. Um, yeah. but it's been very mild here. I mean, right now we're just hovering around zero Fahrenheit. Um, so, which is nice for our ice rink. I mean, it's cold enough where it's staying frozen right now, but we can actually get out there and enjoy it, um, and not be, not be freezing oh. our asses off out there. Oh, dude, it's been in the fifties here. Oh, that's just unreal. I, it, yeah, we, that's, we had yeah. that last weekend a little bit today. We're hovering just above zero, but, uh, we're in for a little bit of a chill coming yeah. up this week. No, oh, these mountains, man, they screw everything up. I don't know. It's goofy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yes, that's interesting because uh, yeah, I, I do. I do find I react to the weather. Like when it's really we get a nice bump in weather and it's nice out, it just it just seems to crank up. Maybe because I don't freeze my ass off when I when I walk to the gym and I show up in this great mood. But I always have much better training uh, when the weather's nice. So and what's uh, what's your split looking like right now? Well, uh, I'm actually uh, doing um I'm doing a little bit of. Uh, of writing work with with Ben Pikulski and 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 as such, I'm reading over all his training just because I'm, you know, I'm I'm working on these projects and so it's influencing me a bit. So it's um, but it's nothing I haven't done before. It's just higher volume, slow tempo, uh, four day uh, split the body four ways, but train five days a week. Just but yeah, the real emphasis is on you know good technique and kind of cranking up going up to a one last set where you just go as hard as you can not so much going as heavy as you can at the it's more the opposite just like taking that set to like the pain zone as as John Meadows would say like uh, <laughs> and uh man I really really enjoy that it's just uh it's, you know the weights aren't impressive and sometimes I I don't want to say I feel insecure about that but it's uh just the way it, it the pumps I get and and just the feeling in the body afterwards, you don't feel beaten up. You just feel exhausted, and it's a, it's it's cool. I love it. Yeah, it's definitely that's where my happy place is, and yeah. uh, I'm I'm sticking with it 
for the year. I mean, working in the heavy shit, you work in the heavy shit, but it's a little yeah. less of that heavy shit and more of this um, metabolic fatigue and, and stress and um, yeah. yeah, good yeah. pump, good form. I mean, form is everything, and it, I mean, I, nothing excites me more than feeling a muscle, the tension exactly where it's supposed to be felt. Yeah, and like, and I'm, I'm going to write about this next week on my blog, but like. Everybody at some point, and I, I know, God, I don't know how many lifters I know, probably, probably a thousand, and they all at some point had that moment where something went pop, whether it was their back or their neck or the, typically their shoulder, where they, you know, something blew up, and then they realized, you know what, I can't train, I can't train this way anymore. I got to do something different. So they train lighter and they train more like a bodybuilder, and probably nine times out of ten, they start to look better. Because all of a sudden they're training more like a bodybuilder. Like maybe, yeah, they're not as strong anymore, but all of a sudden they look better. So, yeah, and strong, it's, it's, strong is all relative too. I mean, you're still yeah. strong <laughs> compared to most guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's we'll not like yeah. why why they make us bodybuilders sound. Oh, we're we're weak. We're all show and no go. Well, we're still lifting fucking decent weight <laughs> it's ridiculous to call us weak or, or i'll show a no-go it's just yeah we may not be a power lifter but we're still freaking strong oh exactly i mean like as long as you're hitting kind of really basic strength benchmarks you know if you're you know if you're really truly absolutely weak in an exercise especially like a, a you know a, a basic exercise you should probably address that but mm. if you know, you know once you hit a base mark whatever that may be I mean, then just you're there. You've arrived. You know. You know. Collect your ribbon, and now, you know, now like now focus on what you really want. Like, I, I don't know. I still remember when I was a kid. My 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 dream was uh, I wanted to to bench two plates, uh, to squat three, and to deadlift four. And that I remember I remember thinking that would just be like insurmountable. Like if I ever got to that level, like. You know, I'd be the strongest guy ever. And now I realize, like, those are really, really kind of low-end strength goals, and and I kind of hit those relatively quickly. But it just, it's really, it's, it's once you have a basic level of strength, I don't, I just don't think it matters that much if your goal is to look big and muscular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the other things I find really interesting, like training for this, this, the feel and feeling the tension where it's supposed to be. Um, I, I find we're in, we're in an interesting time, um, especially with social media and everything, uh, where people are very critical of form. And you're talking about, um, like Ben has some great techniques and cues to gain the most out of every single rep that you perform. Um, but I, I find that sometimes it's, like you've got to kind of listen to your body. Like I see all these things. My Facebook feed is full of all these guys who are like men and women. I shouldn't why, why I just said guys, but um, yeah. like they got these arrows. They, they have a picture of their body and these arrows for their perfect back posture and knees and, and I'm like fuck, all these angles. And they'll take a the next picture and say, well, this here's perfect for him. And then here's where I was kind of a little faulty. I'm like. You know what? Fuck it. I'm not looking at myself and looking at arrows. I I am dropping that weight down and trying to feel it where I want to feel, and it may not yeah. look good. Like sometimes I probably put myself in a position where some people would say it's it's risky. Like sometimes in the bench press, I've got my elbows flared out. Right now I'm grabbing the bar nice and wide, um, and I'm bringing it up a little bit higher 
on my chest and I am feeling a much better stretch, a much better contraction. Um, but I'm just playing around with subtle little things to, I just want to feel it the best way. And it may not look technically like the best compared, compared to what some of these other experts are saying is the yeah. best form for, for a certain movement. I'm just, I'm going to manipulate my body in a way that's, I'm going to feel it the way I want it to feel. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's all that, that it's having that distinction between, you know, are you trying to lift the absolute most weight or are you trying to activate the muscles the most efficiently? And, and it's just not, they're net, they so rarely are they the same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. God, if I built my program around getting the absolute strongest bench press, it would it would be great for my for for my triceps and maybe my shoulders until they couldn't handle it anymore. But it would fuck. It wouldn't do much for my pecs. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hear you. And it's like with a lot of these these movements, you could follow picture perfect form, but like if you don't have that strong mind muscle connection, if you're not deliberately controlling the weight, you can end up using a, a hell of a lot of different supporting muscles and not activating the right muscles properly, even though your form looks picture perfect. I see lots of people in the gym lifting with great form and then tell me, no, oh, I didn't feel that in the target muscle at all. I felt it in this muscle. I'm like, well, it looked, your form looked fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in their, in their mind, they're just activating the wrong muscles, I guess, in the wrong order and just not, they're not uh, blocking distractions, blocking shit out. They're, they're just, they're just focused on the movement, but not, not really the feel yeah exactly it's it, I, you know and as, as an aside i think that's that's a place where having an eye an i like having a, an iphone or, or excuse me ipod pardon me having music in your ears while you're training for some people it's really really good but i think for others it's, it's it doesn't help because uh you to get to that kind of zone where you're really feeling you know you're feeling the muscle lengthen and the contraction and you're getting past that point where it's uncomfortable and more to where it's like it's really creating almost pain. I think sometimes it's good to not have a bunch of music blasting in your ears or worse, an audio book. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it, I think it's almost good to have as, as quiet as possible so you can get, kind of get into that zone. I mean, and I say that, but in the gym I go to now, there's so much freaking distraction. There's like gymnastics and shit and people diving. And like, you know, it's just, you know, it's all, it's a family fitness center. There's all sorts of shit going on that I, that I need that music to kind of keep my head in the game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, other people, they, it, I think, you know, you have to really, really focus. And if that means eliminating even sounds in your ear and just getting as quiet as possible, that's, that might be what you need to do. Good insights there. Yeah, I, I would I would agree on that. I, I used to use headphones. It can it's good for kind of get, getting y'all fired up before a set, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, when I'm in there, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see how it could be distracting for sure. Yeah, I remember tra- I traded a bro gym for a while, and it was just like there's no music, there's no radio, and it was there's quite a few guys in there, but it was like it was intimidating because they just worked. And, you know, like, you know, they'd be a little bit, the only talking you'd hear would be like, you know, put this on the bar or whatever, or just, you know, occasionally just breaking a guy's balls or whatever, but like no distractions. And I really, 
yeah, I really enjoyed that. I missed that place because uh, it was all about the work there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So following a four-day split but doing like five workouts a week, that's, that's very similar to what I'm doing right now. And I, I used to really structure my workouts following a seven-day schedule so it'd be like a maybe a five yeah. split so i'd everything is programmed to fit into that week and so i'd train the same body part or whatever the exact same day every single week like yeah, inter, yeah. Inter, international chest day and all that stuff and um yeah, yeah. but yeah the, in the past six months or so i've kind of I, i've steered away for that and really realizing you know it, like like some people say your body doesn't know a week or whatever so just cycling through you you do your four-day plan and then you might start I mean, usually you're going to start that next week of the thing before your week actually yeah. ends. So, yeah, yeah. It's not, you don't have to program your your training cycle for the week. You just you plan it, and you just keep cycling through it until you complete the, the phase. And yeah, that's such an easy thing to manipulate, too, to, like, kind of kickstart some growth. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just by playing with the frequency, like, going from once every seven to once every five days, I mean, that's – it can be – that could be enough to kind of, you know, move things along. And I, I mean, I've gone through phases where, like, uh, you know, every other day training the same muscle group. I mean, that 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 gets old really fast. But it, while it works, it sure does work. It's like all of a sudden you're just you're just building and building and building upon something, and it's it can be a really good change up. So this, uh, yeah, I, I think it was about in the in the '90s that once a week got you know was like the thing to do but it's you know it's certainly it's not the only thing you can do right yeah and it's you'll see people argue once a week or twice a week and as you just yeah. said there it's a, it doesn't even have to be once or twice a week it's once every five days type yeah. thing or every five or six days and um yeah it doesn't have to be a set set in stone kind of based yeah. on uh, off your your week there yeah. well, i did have one cool thing happen what's that uh do you know uh keith klein um, no, I don't think so. Oh, you're too young. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Two years I, younger than you. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, there you go. No, like he was, uh, back in Muscle Media 2000, like in, I think around 96, 97, he had art, uh, a series of articles in there, uh, just talking about how he was prepping guys like Lee Labrada. And of course, he started working with Bill and Sean, and, and Sean, the reason I got I, I was really interested because they'd have his, his diets up there, and it was very like what you'd expect from that time frame, like you know, high carb, very low fat, you know, around gram per pound protein, and just very consistent, you know, same meals every day, and just just like a like a like a bro, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't no if it fits your macros, it was like this is the diet and you follow it, and I really uh, I I really was so cool to see his name again because he's friends with Sean on Facebook and I, and I kind of reached out to him and, uh, and he got back to me and he just kind of explained he's, he's been doing this for 35 years and again, yeah, he's worked with tons of pros and, and just, it's just neat because his system, it certainly worked. Whereas other people would say, Oh, that's, you know, that, that, that doesn't work. You need more fat or you need, you know, it's it was so cool to to talk to somebody who's old school and and got such incredible results, and he's still working with guys. He's just kind of under the radar now, but huh. uh, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, that's uh, yeah, the name wasn't not not ringing a bell, but yeah, he was a yeah. a big fan of uh, of that magazine back yeah. then. 
Oh, great, great physiques in there. I think that's what I really liked about it the most, especially compared to magazines nowadays. But even like coming, seeing muscle medias, guys that at least had attainable physiques for most yeah. of us. Uh, yeah, yeah. Most of us lifters, and then it wasn't like uh, some of the other bigger name magazines at the time where it was always just the the pros, the big IFBB pros that were on the covers. Um, yeah, I always liked that. Well, seeing Sean's physique and Roger Applewhite and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Ah, very cool, man. Yeah, he's working with uh, Keith is working with uh, Lee's son now. I think his son's name his son's name's Hunter, and apparently he's like he's like fifty pounds bigger than Lee was. So he's uh, we'll be seeing him at some point. Right so, on. Uh, I don't know if there's I don't know if there's a better physique than Lee Labrada. If if there is, I don't know. It's a pretty short list, man. Like that's about as good as it gets. I agree, and he is short too, right? Lee's a pretty short guy. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is pretty short. Yeah, so I, yeah, that's that's true. He was, but man, everything everything looked good on him. That's for sure. Oh yeah, for, and that's that's why I don't I never get upset about being five six and a half because <laughs> yeah, I see yeah. a lot of these guys with the the, the incredible physiques uh, tended to be uh, shorter shorter guys, but uh, yeah, just great aesthetics. But and as I think we mentioned it in the, one of our earlier episodes here, just the art form really just yeah. how he not only viewed the, the training and the physique as a work of art but really brought it to the stage like as a bodybuilder posing um his posing routines were, were very artistic and just a great appreciation for for the human body oh yeah 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 i'd like to and frick lee still looks amazing which oh is, yeah <laughs> which is like frustrating but oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great um, all right, yeah, I'll get to like my training again. I'm very much like you with the the four day split. I've got it broken down. I'm doing uh, chest and tries day one, legs day two. Uh, days off kind of vary um, based on my workout partner schedule, but ideally it's like day one, day two, take a day off, and then I'll hit uh, shoulders with a little bit of chest specialization in the end just just like uh two exercises two sets each exercise uh, where i'm just trying to stimulate the muscles and that's when i'm usually really focusing on control and that mind muscle connection and just getting a, a nice little pump going on there so i, I yeah. put that at the end of the shoulder workout and then uh, finish off with back and biceps and then continue the cycle again so it's like every five six days five to seven days yep. we're, we're hitting each body part um definitely working in calves so i'm on my days off i'll often i'll go in and just do abs and calves so not really a day off but day off from the regular scheduled training yeah yeah um so really hitting the the calves like twice a week with with some serious volume and then i try to um do light um volume at the end of other workouts in there, but really, it's really helping me to just go in with a focus just on calves, giving it my, my full attention. And uh, I'm anxious to see how that all goes. I, I am in a cutting phase. So although the program is great and I feel, it feels really good. It's, it's, I'm not expecting serious gains or anything when I'm in a deficit here. Uh, if I gain any kind of muscle during a deficit, it'll be I'll be doing cartwheels, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at maybe like three, three, four weeks more max in a deficit here, then then lean gains from here on out. Where I'm really excited to see how the training um, is going to be impacting my growth, especially chest is is my big area that I'm focused on. I really feel like technique wise, 
I'm in I'm in the zone. My shoulders, exercises that I used to feel in my shoulders and triceps, I'm not feeling anymore. I'm really getting a, a really good. It's becoming a little bit more natural to me um, to to activate my pecs rather than use supporting muscles. So it, that's been going really really well. Um, let's see other things like in terms of training protocol. I've incorporated some eight sets of eight. Uh, the big thing that I've been sharing on uh, my Facebook uh, fan page and on YouTube is um, we've been beginning our workout with uh, performing movements where we hold the contraction for five seconds. So whether it's a, like a chest supported T-bar row or a, a rear delt fly, we'll uh, perform like eight to 10 reps, but we hold that contracted state for like five seconds leg extension was awesome too because it's really awesome like that's where you can really you really realize the impact of that that mind muscle connection like the leg extension i could lift that weight up and then while i'm holding it there for five seconds i can kind of steer that neural drive where i can i can place most of the tension in the teardrop there the, the vastus medialis or i can try to relax that a little bit and try to feel it more in the the, the vastus lateralis or or the rectus femoris and so you really realize, I mean, depending on how, where your focus is, you can kind of shift the tension within a muscle group. Um, even the rear delts, I really realize like, as I'm squeezing it there, you can engage the rear delts or you can use some of the supporting back muscles, the, the teres major, teres minor, and um, some of the other muscles that make up uh, the rotator cuff. Or even the traps get involved, uh, rhomboids can get involved. So really being able to isolate create most of the tension on the rear delts um, takes takes a bit of focus so it's been a fun way to start our workout to enhance that mind muscle connection and it gives a great freaking pump too so not only do you have your head in that muscle um, you're pumped right off the start which i find always helps out um, with the movements exercises mm -hmm. afterwards throughout the program so it's been a fun experience doing the squeezes eight sets of eight i think some of the exercises we're working in some drop sets and then of course straight sets so there's been some good variety in there yeah and again yeah. like like you said uh, if we're not feeling beat up our joints aren't killing us and um, yeah good good pumps and uh it's it's been feeling excellent so that's uh that's been my training uh, nutritionally been going fantastic like for being in a cut my head is is definitely in it uh, to start off the year um, I, I planned on starting off the year in a six to eight week cut uh, the first 12 days went outstanding the the 13th day I was hungry I was, I was ready for a refeed and then from that point um, there was about four to five days where I just I just felt hungry all the time yeah. and my yeah. deficit my deficit was really low I was almost eating at maintenance for about four to five days and I like, ah, uh, I've got to kick things into gear again and uh, since that point it's been probably another seven to ten days where I've been right on par I mean this Friday was a nice cheat day for me anyways I planned refeed I had a couple yeah. beers Oh my God! Uh, oh my God! That's the end of end of all my my gains. Um, but no, that's it, it was nice. I I needed that refeed. Actually, I kind of felt like Thursday. I was like, Egh. I was I was very tempted to indulge on the Thursday um, late in the evening. I could kind of tell that my body was saying it's definitely time for a refeed. So Friday came at a good time. Went to a, a nice burger joint. Had a giant 
kick-ass burger. It was fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But it's great. I mean, I need those days because right now I feel right. I'm in the zone again. I'm I'm ready to to be completely dialed in for um for the week. Uh, We got a blend tech in Friday night. A a new blender. So I am stoked for that. We had uh, one of my wife's training clients let us borrow hers for a week, and we're like, we totally got hooked on uh, on juicing. Like kind of starting off our day with. uh, yeah, yeah. A nice juice blend where it's like kale, some lemon, a fruit in there, and cucumber, maybe a little avocado at time. And I mean, it's nice. It's a good way for me to get in some extra veggies and fiber. And yeah. I don't look yeah. at it as a, like a miracle weight loss thing where other people are. No, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah. And I'm not a juicer in, in in that sense. I'm not doing any kind of cleanse, but you can. It it is somewhat cleansing i think kind of starting the day with that sure. that lemon and, and the veggies like that so and i mean i usually have veggies for breakfast like in my omelets um but yeah it's just been a, a nice way for me to get uh, get that extra veggie servings throughout the day and my daughter made a nice smoothie this morning a fruit one with with yogurt and i was you, you can realize it, it can get very addicting like it was freaking delicious it was it was yeah, unreal yeah. like a milkshake type thing and I'm like, man, I could pound this back, and those calories would add up really quick. Really but quick, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's easy to see. I mean, you could, like a lot of my clients say, oh, oh I eat real good. I eat healthy, and, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could be in health. I could, I could have a lot of those and easily top out at 4,000 calories if I'm having tons of it uh, throughout the day, which it, yeah, it can you, be tough. It was tough for me to hold back, and I wanted yeah. more after I had uh, that serving. But it's fun. I really uh, – the blender kicks ass, and uh, I'm stoked, stoked to be trying out different recipes and different soups and stuff with it. And that's this is good. That's awesome. So, is that your first like awesome ass blender? Yes. Or is that? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. It's it's nice to have, man. It's amazing what they can what they can liquefy. Like you could put. Like you put it like a table and chairs into the thing and it'll blend it. It's <laughs> yeah, they got that, that video series, Will It Blend type thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. But yeah, yeah, I'm stoked. So that's uh it's been going really well. I'm uh I'm feeling great. Um supplement wise, I just ordered some BCAAs. Um haven't had those in probably four five months. Um, yeah. So I'm anxious. Uh, I'm anxious to get uh, to because I like sipping on it during my workout. I really enjoy it for that. Um, I'm gonna look into it a bit more because again, it's it's one of those supplements where it seems to be a little controversial. Some people swear by them and, and certain timing of it, um, like between meals and stuff. And other people think it, it's it's a waste of time having it. But uh, it was a killer deal. It was a ridiculous deal on it. The Almax brand. It was couldn't turn it down um so yeah yeah i'm i'm happy to be introducing it back into my supplementation plan uh pre-workout uh, first time ever i've been so it's been a week on using this pre-workout and uh, normally i just take caffeine tablets but i'm enjoying it i'm actually enjoying pre-workout and i can't believe it um so that's been good magnesium that's been a yep. nice little addition yeah uh Damn. That's my thing. Yeah, I'm big on that. I it's it's I, I'm telling you, it's uh, 
it's been great. I, again, it's something you don't notice. Like you take it, it's not like you're gonna physically notice a difference. But I'm sleeping really well. Um, everything's been great. So I think I'm recovering really, really, uh, really well. Certainly not hurting or hindering my uh, my progress. So yeah. that's and I notice like supplements. Like normally I take creatine on its own. Um, so a lot of these pre-workouts seem to have creatine in it. So it seems like I don't need to to order creatine on its own if it's uh, if it's in these supplements. I just I've always thought that you really want to make sure it's completely dissolved. So I I mix it in warm water. Um, but with my pre-workout, it's it's not uh, it's not warm. It seems to be dissolved in there. I don't see any residue on the bottom. So hopefully it's all good. Yeah yeah yeah. That's uh. Yeah, I take really simple pre-workouts too. Like I take, yeah, just yes, caffeine, creatine, and maybe beta alanine, and 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 that's it. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and but I, I also, yeah, for if I if I take a pre-workout, I I just make a, a conscious effort to to really do the more restorative things at night. So like you know, magnesium, melatonin, um, you know, certain herbs, just to kind of calm me down and just. And, bring things back to uh back to baseline yeah yeah actually i got in a bad habit i i, I think it, it doesn't really matter when you train per se like as long as training is the most important thing whether you do it at midnight or whatever like as long as you get it done that's the most important but i do find that if you can kind of shift things so that like the first half of the day you get that type of uh you know, engagement out of the way, like you get like heavy training, whatever it is done by say three o'clock and then spend the rest of the day, like calming down, bringing your nervous system down. Hmm. I do think, especially as you get older, that that translates into better gains. I agree. I, I totally agree. That's the way from my experience as yeah. well. And, and most of the time that is when we do say 90 to 95% of the time, that's yeah. when we get our training in, and that's that's kind of my daily routine. And it was a couple months ago I, I did put a, a post up to see when people prefer to train, and because um, I know there was a study a, a while ago where it's like, oh, the the best try if you're gonna work out, you got to work out in the early evening or something like that. That's when your your testosterone is the highest, your circadian rhythms, and all this different stuff. I'm like, you know what, I just Sure, sometimes I feel strong at night because I got all this fuel in my body. But other times I'm just dragging my ass too. So I, I, I the personally I don't notice a difference in terms of my strength no matter what time of day I lift. Unless it was like waking. I, I never wake up and just go straight to the gym for a, a weight training session. I'm always yep. up for, for a few hours at least before I hit the gym. Yep. Um, so yeah, I don't really notice a difference in terms of performance no matter what time of day. But I do notice when I work out in the evening, my sleep sucks. Um, yes. I'm getting up all the time to piss because I, I yes. drink my drink. A, if I have a pre-work or I don't have a pre-workout, I still, I'm still drinking water and drinking water throughout the workout. And then I'll have a post-workout shake usually. So all that water's in my system. I'm constantly waking up and peeing throughout the night. And I'm going to be 40. So I guess that's kind of normal now. It's a... <laughs> No, it's not normal. <laughs> it's funny when I hear that. Get over 40, you're going to be waking up all the time in the middle of the night to pee. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but no, my, my preference is uh, earlier in the day and, yeah, kind of wind yeah. down as the day goes on. But even it, whether it's gym or any activity, when I play hockey in the evenings, uh, yeah. I have a tough time 
winding down at the uh, after after my games. Yeah, and I see. So yeah, that, that's been kind of a something I'm new. I'm flirting with is I really want to get in a consistent. If my work schedule can afford it, like getting a consistent get up in the mornings, take it to a few hours to kind of get my my act together, and then go train, and then be done with it. As a, yeah, I, I got in the in the habit right after Christmas of, uh, geez, I was going to the gym seven, eight, nine o'clock at night, and that's oh, wow. just yeah, makes for a different uh, makes for a different evening, that's for sure. Yeah, we uh, I think we end up doing that about four times four times a month, just based on my workout partner's work schedule. Yeah. Four times a month, we'll train at eight in the evening, and and sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's nice to when it's that when you're only doing it that often i guess throughout the month yeah change yeah. of atmosphere different people are there it's got a different feel to it so sometimes it's it's good like i enjoy the change but there's other times like i gotta get up early and uh, it just it does kind of throw off my routine a bit but uh yeah all in all i'm like yeah i prefer to get it get it done earlier in the day yeah we both so uh nutrition i mean you're you're talking about uh Thoughts on vegetarian, entry-level type vegetarian, and, and reasons for the thoughts to even pop in your head. So with the, when I oh, saw yeah. you sent me a message that, talking about going intro vegetarian, I thought, what the hell is this guy oh, thinking? No. But it, the way you were talking about it, it is something that a lot of my vegetarian friends, same reason why they went went vegetarian. So talk a bit about why, why this even came up. Well, I, first of all, I'm definitely... Definitely not going vegetarian, like because I believe a meat-based diet for bodybuilding is is absolutely the best, and 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 it's probably it's the healthiest in my opinion. Um, but at the same time, as I'm getting older, I just I'm having less and less tolerance of com- uh, commercial f- uh, food practices, specifically the way they treat animals, especially you know. I know that's very it's kind of a hot button and and I'm not certainly not an expert on it so I'm not going to start throwing my opinion around like like I like I know so much but I just for me it's it, the the higher end animals like higher up the intellectual food chain like stuff with you know like be it cattle or or hogs I I just I I don't like how these animals are being treated uh, in a in these commercial factory farms, and I at the same time I don't think it's sustainable on a planet of seven billion people to rely on that as a food source. And so I don't know. I was just thinking about it, and I I would rather shift my protein intake, and and I eat a lot of protein. I <laughs> I'm killing a lot of animals on my own. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know what? I'm gonna make a conscious effort to just get my proteins from poultry. Because I believe those animals are freaking stupid, and they really, you know, let's be honest. And and I I still don't want them to suffer, but I don't think they have the same level of intellectual capacity. To, so I'm gonna get my try to get my proteins from 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 pol- from poultry, obviously eggs, lots of eggs, uh, fish, um, dairy products. Even and I realize that's kind of a shady industry too, but I'm just gonna try to rely a little less on red meat. I'll still eat it on occasion because I've been a I've been doing this long enough to know that when you take out red meat for a long period of time and then you have a big steak, the effect it has on your body is undeniable. Like you just at least for me, 
I find I get I get better pumps right away, and I just feel you know it's a bad metric, but I just feel better. But that's eating a steak like you know once or twice a month, not you know three times a day. And but you know plus I'm I'm trying to eat a little bit lower fat now, so uh, I think it's it's all going to kind of go in concert with one another. So we'll see. So hmm. I'm not going vegetarian. Don't send me you know don't send me a hemp backpack. And, <laughs> you know. There, you know, don't send. Well, you know, I'm not going to eat any of these bullshit vegetarian burritos and stuff like that. You see, I'm just going to eat less animals because I just love, I love animals, man. And it's and sometimes it's hard to reconcile. If you love animals a lot, you have to. I think it behooves you to look at how you eat and say, okay, are are my actions in line with my beliefs? So yeah. that's going to be my little thing. It's a it's an interesting topic. I think yeah. that's that yeah. that is why yeah I know a lot of my a lot of my friends who are vegetarians. It, it is the treatment of animals, and yeah, they just, they yeah, just can't like, stand the idea of. Well, if you here's my thing: if you go out and you like, you buy a gun, you learn how to use a gun, you get a license, you drive hundreds of miles into the bush, you know, you stalk this animal like for whatever, for hours or for freaking days or whatever, and then you you know you shoot it and it dies relatively instantly. And then you use that animal to feed yourself and your family for days or weeks or, or even months. I mean, that's cool. Like that's the, that's how it's supposed to be. I mean, like that's how, that's the way shit's supposed to work. But this, that's, I don't find that cruel at all. Like what I find cruel is just, you know, running into Safeway or Costco, you know, grabbing a bunch of just already, they're just packaged meats having no you know philosophical connection to the life that was taken or how it was treated it's just meat you know what i mean like yeah. i i find that that's I, I just don't think that's right doesn't mean i'm never going to do it again right. but i'm just i just don't think that's right so i actually have i've a lot more respect for the you know the, the hunter who goes out there you know provided he's not some douchebag and just leaves it dead on the street but like the, the guy who goes out there and stalks the animal and I, I i can i can get behind that i can respect that but commercial the commercial practices i find a little that shit ain't right yeah yeah it's uh yeah i hear you man and it's i mean yeah. and now we got more and more like a little documentary programs like food inc and i think they try to bring that kind of level of awareness out there yeah. i remember when i watched that and seeing the little baby chicks how they just take a little chick drill a hole in its head and it's like a production line and little chicks oh, getting it's like oh yeah. my god it's like it's a major shock yeah. factor and it hit me in the heartstrings yet still i have no issues eating chicken oh, yeah. it, didn't, it didn't cause me to to stop i haven't changed my eating habits from seeing any of that but um yeah it is disgusting to see why where we're at with that but then i see like a local farm just down the road from us, I um, that have they raise the grass-fed. Yeah, that's ra- awesome. They raise, I was about to say they raise yeah. grass-fed beef. Uh, they raise cows. They yeah. graze on, on the grass, and you you see it. Like I, I drive by, and the cows are out there wandering. They've got for for a cow's life, it, it seems pretty. They've they've yeah. got a good life there. They're being treated well. They're in good conditions. Um, and then when their time comes. It's, it's, it's yeah. ready to be on my my dinner table, and they they've got chickens and and yeah. and they get, so they get all the like the nice 
eggs there and the, the raw honey and different, all the different stuff. So it's, it's a different kind of atmosphere. If I drove down the road and I saw it, like cattle shoulder to shoulder and um, in their own shit and all that stuff, it, it, it'd be a whole different feeling than me driving down the road and seeing like a handful of like just a couple dozen yeah. cattle in a large field grazing. And so we do have a lot of that around here, which is really nice to see. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, and that's yeah, like that's kind of the way it's supposed to be. But now you got so many people on this planet. Yeah, and like that's just no way that type of you know that type of mom and pop industry could sustain that. Like it's just no, there's no way. Like there's so they have to do these these horrific commercial practices, you know, just to get the numbers up. And then it's just it's so yeah, it's just a different it's different scale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, man, let's move on to the article that you wrote this week. You're fat because you're stupid. And, I mean, the headline the headline is, is definitely – it makes you want to click on it. See, I saw that come in my, my stream. Actually, I think before I saw it in your feed, I saw it on Sean's feed and Sean Phillips and uh, sent an email out about it. Uh, and initially, I mean, it didn't, it didn't phase me at all. And then I shared your – shared it on my page and got lots of people people were really liking it some people really liked the title they thought it was uh, suiting and then there was other people who, I, I think they didn't even read the article they just saw the title and thought well you're calling me stupid that's uh, I'm not stupid um, so it, it, it can cause different can stir up different emotions with um, yeah with yeah different people. Yeah, definitely. It was very. It was a very man- manipulative title, I admit. But uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I stand behind it. A lot of people are just. They're, they're stupid, <laughs> like in this one way. They're well. Yeah, I should. You know, they just they refuse. They're stubborn is probably a better word choice. But uh, they because they know what to do. They just won't do it. You know. So you're either. I don't know. You either. If you know something is bad for you, and but you do it anyway, I guess what does that make you? There's not, I don't know. That's yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, and I think that was one of the points I was trying to get across in the thread that was going on, and after I shared it on my page, is uh, yeah, it's really interesting how I could call my kids stupid every once in a while. They, they did they did something stupid. My wife, my wife calls me stupid for doing. I did stupid ass things sometimes, and I'm like, man, you know, that was stupid. I'm, I, I don't take it as I am stupid. I, I mean, I do stupid yeah. shit. Um, yeah. and I think that's more, more. I mean, whenever you do something, you're, you're doing something for yeah. stupid. But, yeah. um, but yeah, it doesn't. So when my wife's telling me I'm doing something, if it, if I do something stupid in the house, and I don't mind her calling me stupid, but when you tie it into when someone's really struggling with weight and they keep doing the same things over and over, it, you call them stupid. Like, oh my God, it's, it just, it has, it can be tough. It can, it can be tough for them to, uh, to absorb that. Yeah. And we think when you're labeling different words, it kind of, you, you mentioned it in your article there, about the definition of insanity, doing the same thing yeah. over and over again. And so I'm thinking people would rather be called insane. Like cause yeah. that, that seems acceptable. Yeah. It's, all right, I'm insane. I'm doing the same thing over and over again. But he said, well, I'm stupid. Well, well, fuck, how dare you call me stupid? <laughs> I think insane should be a little bit more um, – I should be a little bit more upset about that because uh, really questioning my 
my level of sanity there isn't all that cool. Well, the, I just don't because because people can be so smart in 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 really really like important challenging areas in their life. Like they can be like financial wizards, or they could be like I don't know, just super super talented and and just you know book smart as they say or, or whatever. And I and then you get them making food choices and you just sit there and you're like, are you a fucking moron? Like it's, 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 it, it baffles me sometimes how people can be so accomplished and brilliant in so many areas. And then in this, our little world, they're just freaking stupid, yeah. you know, you know, and it gets, yeah. yeah. But we get it. You know, we do get it a lot. Like people will, will start. It's kind of funny how if someone reaches out to ask us a question, they want to yeah. know our our expertise out of all the things they could ask us. It's like, what's what supplement should I take, or what's the they're they're looking for the the quick little things, and they know. I mean, they've tried a bunch of different supplements in the past, and um, looking for it. Well, is this are the new fat burners any better than they used to be before, or or yeah, yeah. I mean, just yeah, you're just buying into. Well, like, are you looking at the minutia? A lot of people are looking at the minutia rather than. Um, kind of mastering the fundamentals there and they just keep continuing even though they tried a whole bunch of the minutia stuff before they just keep trying to look for more and more of the minutia it's got to be the little things that are going to make the big difference and yet they haven't mastered their fundamentals yeah well and the fundamentals they're not even that hard they're just they're just boring you know and but that's where that's where your entire all your success comes from is doing the really basic boring stuff over and over and over again you know, doing it for a week, it's not going to do much. You know, you do it for a few a few weeks or a month, stuff starts happening. You know, uh, I, it's, but no, people want fads. You know, they want something new like that. They want to believe that they're this, they're this snowflake and that they have some thing going on inside them that, you know, if, if they take this product, everything's going to get better, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's, and it's, it's that kind of thinking that just, um, it breeds more and more of these types of new fads that come out all the time. So people, it's like even with with, uh, with marketing, you you just for ourselves, we I I, I don't want to overhype my products. I promise big gains or the new trick. It's a new secret or whatever. I mean, there's there's no new secrets really. It's a it's a lot of the stuff that's been used over and it just we're applying it in little different ways and different structures, but because we're we're the society that craves these new secrets, these new fads, you've got to kind of in order to make yourself sound sound like you got something that's going to be good, that's going to help them out. You've got to make it sound like it's a freaking secret and some new fad, even though it's not. <laughs> oh gosh, I, I I'm trying to think of the the last time that I discovered or, or discovered or learned something that was like would qualify as a secret. You know, or or at least something really kind of like that isn't mainstream info already. I can't. I don't. I don't think there is it. I can't. I can't think of anything <laughs> that was like, wow. Yeah. It's all it, there's 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 nothing, and what there is is so trivial. You know, it just doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. You know. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. I can't think of anything I'm doing that's new breakthrough. Ah. Yeah. Any no, it's all just different takes on stuff that's been 
used over and over again. It's just yeah, kind of molding molding various things yeah. together. It's kind of a merge of um, a merging yeah. of of different things that have worked. For oh, I, yeah. I, yeah, I have not invented one thing, especially in the gym. There's not one thing that I've invented, not like, or even like, fuck no, there's nothing. It's, it's all, and it's all been done at least 20 years ago. Most of it, you know, 40, 50, 60 years ago. So it's like, we have to get over ourselves, man. Like there is nothing you are not, if you do actually invent something, full on invent something, I will bet you. A thousand dollars, it would qualify as just really freaking stupid or, <laughs> or or utterly useless. So, like, stop trying to invent shit. Like, yeah. it's all you know. It even seems yeah. like uh, it even seems like a lot of the like the recent bodybuilding research is it's just out there to prove what us bodybuilders have known for decades. <laughs> I know. I, it's just like yeah. I I read some of it and it's just like. Well, there's always that one. We won't name names, but there's always that one asshat who will be like, you know, you know, trying to like they're like like the really slow tempos, like really slow mm-hmm. tempos aren't effective for for gaining muscle. And everyone, you know, guys like you and me are like, well, yeah, we kind of knew that, but it's nice to see that science is validating that. And then, of course, there's that one guy who will show up and go, no, I disagree, you know. And so whatever, there's people will believe anything, but um, yeah, the stuff that really works has been. We've been doing it for a while. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. Uh, I think it was today I read an article on uh, program design or whatever, how to structure a workout, and yeah, so there's science to back everything up. I'm like, but, but when you start attaching science to it, all you're like, wow, this uh, this is great. It's uh, yeah, it's proven. It, it sounds new because it's kind of new science backing up. I'm like, fuck, this is exactly how we've been structuring our workouts for <laughs> as long as I've ever been reading anything. It's uh, Nothing groundbreaking there, but it, it kind of seems like it was it was made to made to sound like it was new, just because oh, it's got God. science to back it up now. And, yeah, it's interesting. Whatever, whatever I read something, yeah, I, I'm very skeptical. As soon as someone starts listing a bunch of studies, that I, I start to my bullshit meter goes way up because it so often it just does not mean what they think it means. And uh, now I now I've noticed this is really uncool. People will will mention a study in an article, like a blah blah blah, and this journal supports this, and then they don't even ha- provide the actual reference. So if you were so inclined, you could look it up and 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 decide for yourself whether it says that. So that's you know you have to, you know you're only you're only playing half the field there. So it's. Um, yeah, I'm very skeptical when someone tries to, tries to science me too much, unless I know their background really well and know that they're, you know, that that, that that's their their specialty. Yeah, I hear you, man. I I yeah. agree. Don't try to science me, man. Yeah, yeah. Science is good. Science is good, but yeah, it. Uh, we, yeah, we are an interesting time where it's just it's almost you can't write an article without having all these lists of references and stuff underneath. I'm like not. My blog is a blog. I'm sharing my journey. Um, some of it's yeah. anec- anecdotal. It's working for me right now. Join me, my bro, and give it a try yourself and be my N equals two type thing. Yeah. Um, because, because your rat study from 1974 doesn't really fucking impress me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah it, it's interesting. Interesting times. But, uh, 
Yeah, so bottom line, mistakes. Don't, if, you're, if you're not getting results and you find that you're doing the same shit over and over and expecting to get different results, I mean, uh, it's, stop it, damn it. Don't be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> don't be stupid, man. Just don't be stupid. Hi, you know, get somebody who you really respect or admire to write you a program, and even if it's not perfect, just follow it to the letter, and you'll make, you'll make progress, I guarantee you. Like even yeah, that not that you don't have to do the absolute. You don't have to be the absolute best. You just have to do something good, and do it consistent, and yeah, that's all you. That's that will get you most of the way there. Agreed. Agreed follow, for sure. Follow Scott's like five thousand workouts that he has <laughs> four ninety nine, and then <laughs> if, that, if, that if that doesn't work, I don't know what will. Yeah. Structure is key. I love structure. Yeah. I'd be I'd be lost without it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Great conversation today. Looking forward to uh, the week ahead and uh, see what we can come up with next week. I think we were talking about maybe we'll discuss myo reps or different types of training techniques. But who knows yeah. what this week has in store for us? I'm uh, I'm just excited to. Hit the gym, keep keep kicking ass, and uh, yeah, absolutely, fueling my body with uh, some good foods. Well, I'm sure I'll be I'll be starting some BCAA, so I can I can share the the miracle that happens to me this week. From, uh, <laughs> I expect you to be 20 pounds heavier next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good shit. All right, buddy. <laughs> Uh, again, great conversation. Always good talking to you. Look forward to next week's episode, and for everyone listening. Go check out Brian's article. Again, get some more details on that uh, being stupid shit, briancron.com, and other good stuff that he's been sharing on his website. And then my website, metabolicmasterpiece.com. Have yourself a great week. Pump some iron. Train smart. <laughs> <laughs> Keep kicking ass. All right, See take ya. care, bud. Bye.